I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts. You're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Hmm. I've been thinking about my position in the family, in my family, which was, you know, I'm I'm seven decades now, so that was quite a quite a few generations ago compared to your generation. And when I was a kid, even though I was the oldest, the attitude was, you know, we don't, you know, we it would be better if if you know children aren't heard and and not even seen, you know, just. Go go away, and mm-hmm. you know you can come in for dinner, that kind of thing. But um, the idea of even knowing about what challenges—I mean, I knew there were lots of challenges in our families, but the idea of have, being able to have a voice and talk about it was non-existent. You know, one of yeah. the things that I heard more than anything was "shut up," mm. and so that, of course, you know, no voice at all. And um, when I became a a young mother, I knew that I wanted to do things differently. I needed to have a different relationship with with my boys. What was it like when you were a kid in your family? I think I came up in a generation where this phenomenon of uh, helicopter parents was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I saw... Uh, friends having a lot of uh, expectations placed on them Hmm. and it was sort of like a top-down kind of hierarchical relationship like the one you were just talking about Mm -hmm. and I feel that although I wasn't necessarily invited to the negotiating table about my bedtime or uh, whether I could have two desserts or something (laughs) like that. I do feel that my parents took my opinion into consideration. If it was, let's say I had signed up for dance classes and I was enjoying them for a while and then started to get interested in something else. And... I remember my mom's perspective was that you made an agreement, you made a commitment to this year of lessons, and so you will finish the year, and then you can quit. So there was that sense that she was hearing my need, that I don't want to do this anymore, uh, while also... uh, respecting that maybe she paid money up front for the lessons or there was some reason why I needed to to see it through. So I mm-hmm. did feel respected in yeah, moments you had like a, that. You had a voice. Um, did, did you feel like, well, I didn't feel like I had any understanding of what what the family operate you know the 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 culture of the family even was Mm. it was just so separate and um so I did a lot of research when my kids were little and you know read Heim Gannat and Dan Gartrell who are both big advocates of family meetings and so I did some reading about that and I thought well that sounds amazing 
I have no idea how this would work with my two boys, um, but as a way to have uh, a, a, a setting where you would discuss things, where you would be heard, and set aside a time after dinner um, when everybody is relaxed and, and cozy, and um, and just for everyone to know that this was a time to kind of voice your concerns or, you know, say, you know, you know, there, there was a commercial a hundred years ago that, you know, like there was this little lady who'd say, where's the beef? Where's the beef? And so it was like, then that time it was like, what's your beef? What are you, what are you beefing about? And um, so a way to get those goes out there, things that you liked about the family, things that you didn't like. Um, the problems that you're having with your sibling or um, as a parent, um, like we talked about in a past episode, so the idea of, hey, you know, the, the we need some help here cleaning things. Um, yeah, we got into that topic of family meetings a little bit in episode seven. It was in the context of uh, a mother kind of coming around to, oh, I'm starting to feel resentful towards my family because I'm taking all of the house cleaning upon myself and I'm making it into my problem. When actually, when she thought about it and reframed it a little bit, this problem of the house being a mess is everyone's problem. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the solution lay in bringing everyone together and having a family meeting and saying, hey, this is a problem. You identify that problem and then you see what solutions bubble up. Right. So the idea that families have problems, they're not perfect, that there are solutions to be had, that we focus on this in our family. Our family culture has a process and a method and and uh, a you know a really set policy on how to to address things like that. It actually mm. is sounding in this moment to me like an accountability process. Yeah, yeah, and and to make sure everybody is heard, mm-hmm. so that uh, that and it's kind of like a very democratic kind of a process too yeah. in that every everybody has a voice. So the way you would set it up is, you know, like I said you'd you'd set it up at a time after dinner or um after lunch or sometime when everybody is already together and maybe you serve a special snack or something you're having popcorn or strawberries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know, the goal is going to be to make sure that everybody is heard, that everybody has has a say, even the littlest members of the family, and that it's open. And an adult will write down all of the things so that it's really focused on and taken seriously. And so you can, you know, if your first family meeting, it might be that you really want to have a family meeting about a specific thing. Maybe that one of the adults has a problem like like that woman did about, you know, the housework. Or it could be that, you know, you got a brand new puppy in the house and everybody wanted the puppy and they all said that they were going to do this and that (laughs) and the other thing. And that's not happening anymore. So for the adults to voice what they like and what they don't like about the family so that it's not just just all about everybody's beefs, 
but um, but those two those two aspects of things. So, um, and you could use a talking stick, which is a, a really ancient way to give people the voice, give people the microphone. And um, so I always like to do that. My kids really love that. We just had like a piece of mulch or or, um, or a rain stick. I think one time we used. Mm-hmm. And so whoever has that stick is the one that speaks. And so you set it up. Uh, that everybody listens. So you set some ground rules. Everybody listens and you can't say anything negative about what somebody says that you're really going to honor how they feel. And so the little one might say, I I don't want a doggy. I want a bunny. And so the grown up would say, Susan wants a bunny. And um, anything else, you know, I like, I like having the popcorn. And, Mm -hmm. and then she passes the the talking stick to the next person and then the adults each get their say too and you write it down and say okay so this is what we have on the table today we've got you know susan wants a bunny angelo um doesn't want to make his bed steven wants to fly helicopters uh you know each of each of the things and it worked out really well for me as a single mom, the three of us, our little trio, mm-hmm. um, we didn't do it often, but we did do it when kind of on a semi-regular basis. So I didn't have a night when we did that. It wasn't like Friday nights we're going to do this. Right. But when a problem came up and it was great because we already had all that tool in place to, to be able to talk about things, to really, um, you know, talk about all of the things that, that we felt and then to brainstorm solutions. So, um, and we also used it to plan vacations. We, we, we would always go Fine. camping. Yeah. We would go camping and we had a few different camping places that we liked to go. So at Thanksgiving and at the winter holidays and spring break. And so we would kind of plan those. Okay. So what do you want it to be like? You know, like I want to bring bikes and, you know, remember when we did this or that, you know, make sure that we had the things and plan how we were going to even pack for it, what, what the food was going to be. Um, another good, you know, we started as they got older and I'm talking eight, nine, ten. they started planning meals because I was working mm-hmm. and, you know, they were a little bit of latchkey kids and I would come home from Sunflower and they would have some meals started. So we started planning the, the weekly meals. So nice. they got to plan a couple of meals and, and I'll tell you, my kids, that, that they're, I love food. They love food. They're to cooking. To this day. Yeah. They, I hear from them when they're when they're making a recipe. Oh, that is the <laughs> Send best. Send me videos and everything. So yeah. it was really a part of our family culture, and so it was like everything. Everything we can come, we can brainstorm together. Everybody has a voice, um, and we can come up with solutions for this family. So you it's really served us well. You cultivated that attitude that everyone is capable. Everyone has something to offer. And even beginning at an early age, like you were saying, the youngest sibling doesn't really understand the conflict that needs to be solved, but their contribution was valued, at least given a moment during the family meeting. And that will will stay with them as they grow. They will feel that you respect them and that what they say and feel matters. Definitely. They, 
And there's there's all of that love, but even in a really loving family, there are those tensions that happen. Inevitable. And to, to, to say, let's, let's sit down and have a family meeting about this. Um, you know, it's also a time when a, uh, a family can really share what's going on, you know, be more transparent about the way a household operates. So... I, in my family, of course, I never knew anything about any kind of financial things. And me and my two little guys, we were on a super tight budget. So they knew how much it costs for food. And we would we would shop together. They knew that we had to pay rent and, and the various things. And um, and we would come up with some solutions for things. You know, if, if the car broke down and we had to fix it, we had to pay that money. So they just had a really good sense of, of what it what it takes. And, and it was fun and interesting for them and for me to, you know, come up with some solutions for those things. How do we, okay, so what can we, can we cut back on anything? And, That's amazing. Yeah. That is so rare for a parent, period, to uh, impart to their children how finances work how money works, what even is money, you know, I think that is very much not a, a part of, of our public school education. Mm. And so it really is left to the parents. But oftentimes, we don't see that as part of our responsibility. Right. And if you have that family meeting framework set up, that's a good time to do it, to um to you know, just bring up those things, and not to scare them or anything, but just to give them the tools and the Quite understanding. Quite the opposite, yeah. Mm-hmm. The more that they understand why things are happening and why things need to change, the more inspired they may be to to be a part of that solution. It, it's. I just remembered one of our family meetings oh. where, um, you know. We would always to buy school clothes, and I have two two sons who just really don't care very much about clothes. Thank goodness, because I really <laughs> didn't have much money to get them anything special. And um, so they decided at a family meeting, they came up with. They said, "You know what, Mom? We don't want you to go shopping with us." And they were probably uh, maybe maybe fourteen and ten, something like that. We don't want you to go shopping with us. We let's figure out how much money we can spend on school clothes, and you give us the money. Drop us off at Sears <laughs> when there was a Sears. Drop them off at Sears, and they they shopped. And that was it. Was their idea, and I was like, "Yeah, sure. I don't want okay, to go. Let's Sears do it." Uh huh. Yeah. And I think I gave them each a certain amount of money in cash, and um, and that was all we had. And they they had a blast just getting you know the the cheapest things you know the but things that they really liked, mm-hmm. and they tried them on and they did it together. And it was really I just remembered that that was that was you know one of the huge pluses coming out of family meetings. That is super cute. (laughs) So give it a try, folks. Yeah, Um, see what kind of uh, innovative solutions your children throw your way when you give them the chance. And and it'll become your own. You'll set up, you know, I've kind of given you a structure and you can read about family meetings everywhere. It doesn't have to be any certain way. It'll become part of your family culture. Thank you so much for listening 
to share your thoughts, feelings, or stories about being with children, send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions. We love you, Jill and Rich.